0: Hello, and welcome to the CDO Magazine Interview Series. I'm Aditakar Kera, Chief Data Officer of the Government and Public Services Practice with Deloitte. Today, I have the pleasure of talking with Eileen Vidrine, Chief Data and Artificial Intelligence Officer for the Department of the Air Force, and a long-term friend and industry colleague. Eileen, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for including me today. I'm super excited to be here.
0: I think the women who are listening to this show would uh, not be happy if I didn't specifically ask, what advice do you have for women who are in data today or women who are considering uh, getting into the data or the AI field today?
1: Well, there is so much opportunity, but you have to be ready. And so that commitment to career long, lifelong learning, I think is really critical um, when you're thinking about emerging tech. Um, it's hard to imagine growing up to be a chief data officer or chief data and AI officer when those types of positions didn't exist several years ago. So you have to really be forward leaning and that requires you to really invest in yourself. And sometimes when we get busy with day-to-day life, um, it's really easy not to make that investment. So if you want to be ready, you have to make that investment. The other piece that I encourage folks is keep your technical roots. Um, as we move up the managerial um, and executive uh, career path, it's very easy to, uh, st- to lose your technical uh, roots, but I think it's important. Um, keeping that technical baseline, I think offers additional opportunities that if you don't have that technical baseline to build from can um, be, um, be a decision. You know, it could be the decision of whether you get an opportunity or not. So trying to find that balance between moving forward but not losing that technical baseline. And it, that that it's a commitment uh, and I know that it's a commitment, but I also know that um, it's absolutely doable.
0: Great advice, Aline. Uh, Staying current and and staying close to your technical roots uh, is so relevant today because it seems like uh, technology, the speed at its moving, I feel like if I'm not learning something new every day, I'm behind. So thank you for that great advice. Now, you've been in the role of the CDO uh, for a few years now, now with your expanded portfolio of CDO and AI. What advice do you have for other CDOs who are maybe just starting on that journey or are not CDOs and are aspiring to be CDOs? What are some lessons learned that you want to share with them?
1: Well, I think I already talked about the first one is you have to be ready. You have to really be up to date on your skills and you have to strive to stay current or even you have to be forward leaning every single time. But the other piece that I tell folks is you have to foster relationships. I know that as data and, and AI or technical professionals, sometimes we love the tech. We um, may not want to do that that people piece, but people are your most valuable resource both in your organization and externally. Because when you have great working relationships with peers and colleagues across the board, you can leverage their great work as a springboard to take an initiative and move it forward. You don't have to start from ground zero every single time. You can take great work from another group and really accelerate that change, but it begins by having the conversation. So I encourage my team and the people that I mentor to make sure that they're making that investment in the, in what I would say, data professional and AI professional relationships, because that I think will help them accelerate the change, um, in their culture, in their organizations that they're looking for. How did I get my job? I literally applied to USA jobs. Okay. I knew nobody in the air force. Okay. And, um, but I applied and somehow I got selected. Okay. And that's why I like to say I was bold and intentional. Well, you know, some people get their jobs because they know people. That was not me. Um, my daughter was a second lieutenant in the air force. I literally had no connections. I had no inside baseball, but I did my homework for my, my, for my, um, my interviews. I would I, I didn't know. I didn't know a lot. So I went out, and I used my network to absolutely be prepared for my interview. And for me, it worked. And, so, and, you know, because there's sometimes perceptions, oh, um, you know, that job was put out on, you know, like for so and so, or it's pre select, like, the, I don't think that's true. I think that, Um, if you don't put your name in, you're not going to get the opportunity. You're not going to
0: get there. Yeah. You're not
1: going to get the opportunity. And sometimes you interview for a job and you don't get the job that you applied for, but you put your name in the hat and they remember you for the next opportunity. But I knew I was ready for my next step. And so I just, you know, I saw this opportunity and I put my name in the hat and I did, you know, I will be honest. I got lucky. Okay. Not everybody gets lucky. Um, I got lucky. It is truly an honor to serve in this role. It's the art of the possible. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I did this event for CDO magazine last November and I had a young lady in the audience ask me a question and like there, the, the audience Adita was not that, you know, there were, um, there weren't that many women in the car category. So she kind of asked me the women question and I told her that, you know, you know, I started my journey as an enlisted soldier got and went out to industry academe, came back to government service after nine 11, became the chief data officer in the United, you know, for the department of the air force, just got to do this detail serving the federal CIO only in the United States of America is something like that possible. I mean, it's pop. you know, there are other countries that maybe you can do that, but I'm the daughter of a construction worker and my mom was a medical transcriptionist and together they put five kids through college. They knew that education was, um, an investment And so I, you know, I am truly, truly grateful um, to have this opportunity because um, because if I lived someplace else in the world, it might, it wouldn't have been possible. And so uh, that's, but we are at a point where I really, you know, believe that if you put in the work and you work really hard and you do the work and you put yourself out there, you will have, it may not be every opportunity for every person, but I really believe that we, you know, that art of the possible is really true for us in the United States. And maybe it's because of my service and I've been to other countries and have seen the difference, but people come to the United States for, for a reason. And because this, we do have amazing opportunity And, um, and I'm just grateful. Like my parents sent me to, you know, invested and let me go to college. And
0: um, that doesn't happen everywhere. Um, I I think that was beautiful. I think that was really well said. I know you've talked about several initiatives right now that you are championing with the Department of the Air Force. Um, But do you want to talk about maybe one or two that you're most excited for in this year to come?
1: Well, I really think that the art of the possible, uh, really uh, looking at AI, being AI ready uh, by 2025 is a critical milestone. And we're putting, my team and airmen and guardians are doing the work to, to really be AI ready by 2025. We talked about the MIT AI accelerator and some of the challenges, but we also just this fiscal year in December, of 22 uh, uh, launched ADAX, which is our autonomous data and AI experimentation proving ground where we have um, airmen at Eglin Air Force Base actually taking some of our pathfinders and scaling them out at the next level to to take that crawl, walk, run approach. I I experimented, now I'm going to scale it out to the next level um, to really make sure that we have actionable data and actionable AI. And so I think that as we iterate using that agile development process to take experiments and continue to scale them out, um, it's a really exciting time because we see data and AI in action.
0: I think that's really exciting and uh, you're absolutely correct. Like for data leaders and AI leaders in this space, uh, this is probably the most exciting time that I've been part of so far. Um, Thank you so much for sharing your perspectives, your experiences and your thoughts with the audience today. I know I'm walking away feeling inspired and uh, really motivated right now. Uh, So hope to continue on with the conversation, Eileen, at some other point. And for the audience, please continue to visit cdomagazine.tech for additional interviews. Thank you, Eileen.
1: Thank you for including me today. I really appreciate data and AI, our team sports.